Hello and welcome to the Career Changers podcast. I'm Elisa Martinic and I'm the founder and editor-in-chief of the Career Changers. I'm definitely one of them. I learned from my experience that following our dreams requires courage, self-awareness and a lot of inner work. I love to discover stories of career change and share them with the world as a source of inspiration for all those who are still searching. Career changes are not a straightforward chronology written in our CVs, but the sum up of our dreams, ambitions, failures and successes. The Career Changers is an online community that aims to inspire thousands of people during their journey to self-realization. We discover and share inspirational real-life stories of career change. We inspire people that are thinking to change career. We support people that want or need to change career, but feel stuck or lacking confidence and clarity. We connect and collaborate with organizations that support career change across different industries. I believe that thinking to have only one job or career in our life is a limiting belief, unless the job or that career make us happy. Life is a journey, and with one third of our lives spent working, it would be unimaginable to not have a desire to explore new avenues. Welcome to the Career Changers podcast. Hi, and welcome to the Career Changers, the show that shares the most inspirational career change stories with the world. I'm your host, Elisa Martinic, and today we are going to meet Abby Blears. We'll discuss how she managed to change her career successfully from professional actor to massage therapist and finally dating coach, matchmaker and online dating specialist. Abby is one of the few UK-based dating coaches who is certified in science-based coaching with the Matchmaking Institute of New York City. Hi Abby, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for inviting me. (laughs) How are you today? I'm good, thank you. I'm excited and a bit nervous. I, uh, I'm not used. To, I do a few podcasts, but not not often enough to not get nervous. Oh, don't worry. We're just gonna have a, like uh, <laughs> informal chat <laughs> to to know more about good each chat. other. <laughs> um, yeah. So actually, before we started, I went on your website and I was listening to one of your videos, and and. Okay. I felt very surprised by what I heard. And so maybe I will mention something about that later on. But um, before we start talking about the hot topic of this interview that is dating at the time of COVID-19, I would like you to share with our listeners uh, your career change story. Um, So you started your professional life as a professional actor. How did that happen? So... When I was a kid, I was always quite interested in like performing arts and I really, really wanted to do something that involved like singing, dancing or acting. At least that's what I thought I wanted to do. And I didn't have any idea what I was doing. I didn't come from a background where my family knew people or anything like that. I reached the age of, you know, GCSE age, which is, you know, where you're deciding like what qualifications you're going to get and all of that stuff. And I didn't know whether to take like dance or acting, but I was like interested in both. I ended up studying dance 
And then I ended up going to a school called Lipper, which is in Liverpool, which is a performing arts institute. It's Paul McCartney was the founder of Lipper. It's named as the, the Paul McCartney Fame School. And I was like super excited to get into that. Did a one year course there. And then I moved on, did a three year national diploma, got a scholarship. Everything was going relatively well. And then maybe in, Think like my second year of studying musical theatre I started to think oh maybe I could you know be an actress and that's like quite a different route to musical theatre even though it's a similar thing but I graduated thought I'll carry on with the musical theatre mostly through the course now graduated moved to London and started to do a little bit of work here and there acting performing but it never really got to the level that I'd hoped that it would get to. And I started to, you know, you think that after a few like jobs that usually with a career, you'll progress from there and you will, you know, go up the ladder, so to speak. And with acting or anything that's arty, it's so subjective that you could be phenomenal, but if you don't get in front of the right people, it can be kind of like banging your head against a brick wall. And if you don't have the right look that day or the, you're not the right size that day or the right type that day, there's so much that's not within your control. You have to have a very, very strong level of resilience to keep on with it. And after years of trying, I started to like waver on this. And I'd been like so sure as well. Like I was 100% going to be an actress. There was nothing else that I wanted to do at that point. And I thought, I'll never quit acting because there's nothing else in this world that's for me or that I want to do. But <laughs> things change. And I just reached the point where I was like, I don't, it wasn't going anywhere. I wasn't getting any pro real progress. And I started to question, would I want to be an actor if I was an actor? Because I've never really experienced what it's like to be a successful actor. I don't know the level of pressure that you're under. As I said at the start of this call, I get nervous quite easily, which isn't the most helpful thing when you're trying to be an actor. And I just started to lose the passion, which is quite, I find it quite devastating to feel that feeling of like, I don't want to do this anymore and I don't know what else I can do. So there was a lot of like soul searching, looking for different things. And during that time, my mom also got really sick and subsequently died. And she'd always been the person that almost like inspired me to want to be an actor because she was always like very keen on, you know, she'd take me to things when I was a kid, like modeling things. And she wasn't like a pushy mom. I knew that she really liked the idea of me being a performer. So when she like died and I was already thinking, what am I doing? It was like no one was there to support me anymore or cheer me on. I was like, oh, this isn't for me anymore. And I was watching, this is such a long story, isn't it? I was watching a television show with my, my boyfriend. And this was during a process of like me trying to work out like, what's my passion? What can I do? What, what am I interested in? And I was watching First Dates, which I don't know if you've, yeah, I do. I do know. I watch it as well. <laughs> and it was. I was with my boyfriend, and he was like, 
isn't it really like interesting like how they match the people up and it was just like a little light bulb moment of like oh god is that a job is that a job like is matchmaking a thing is this something that maybe I can do because I was always trying to jump onto something because it was like what can I do with my life it must be so amazing to help people to find love get into relationship and so that's how I got into the matchmaking I just simply contacted a couple of people and it was so different to acting because people were so welcoming (laughs) it was like much easier and I was just thinking that you know it wasn't such a struggle and since then like I've obviously gone on to do coach training and it's just progressed from there but the massage thing which I've not mentioned yet that was the job that I was doing to support the fact that I was failing at acting because if you're failing at acting you still need a side hustle (laughs) yeah my side hustle was massage and hated it but it was it made me money but it didn't make me happy and I just remember this one time when I was in like a this this is kind of a strange one because I didn't ever work in a spa I worked in casinos which I know is a, a, a strange place perhaps to get a massage but people will have massages whilst they play poker it helps them to like relax and stay concentrated and I was like doing these night shifts, massaging people in casinos. And I was just stood there and I was like, what am I doing with my life? I hate this job. I, I'm, I don't want to be an actor anymore. And I just like was massaging this person. I was like, don't cry, <laughs> don't stop crying. But it was just this moment of like, what am I doing? And yeah, so that was kind of like the struggle period of everything that was like, yeah, it was pretty intense, but that's the back story. Yeah, that's really interesting. And you answer 20 questions in once. <laughs> so now you leave me. <laughs> um, yeah, no, don't worry, it's fine. Um, so, um, well, let's take a step back. So um, once you started to realize that um, you, your, career, your actress career wasn't really what you wanted, and then on the side you were busy uh, with your massage uh, career let's say um how what were the steps uh that 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 you took to to start to change uh, career and look at this world of uh, um of online dating and becoming um a dating coach okay so with the matchmaking, I approached two people. I only approached two people. I, I looked, had a little Google, and I saw two companies, and I offered to be an intern because I didn't have the background, and I thought, what are you supposed to do? And also, I didn't know if it was right for me, and I didn't want to go and just start another job from, you know, nowhere. And I wanted to sort of test the water, So I offered to do an internship for three months with Little Black Book, which is the company that I work for. And I also, during that time, started to think about coaching because I realized that with matchmaking, it's you're matching people together. You're going away, you're looking for their partner. Whereas with coaching, you're actually giving people the tools to be in a long-term relationship to understand what they actually want and the two together work I was thinking work would work quite well together so I approached another company called Haley Quinn Limited 
which is coaching. And I trained through them in coaching and started to do the online dating side of things originally through them. So it's just reaching out to people, really. Hmm. Uh, so how was your first experience um, with, um, with, this, with this profession? Like, do you remember your first client? I remember the first meeting that I ever did because my job is predominantly to go and find the people that our clients will date. So I will go and meet somebody in a pre-COVID world over coffee and we, we, I just go and interview them. And I just remember this great feeling of like imposter, imposter syndrome, where I had to go and meet this man, ID check him, ask him all about his past dating history. And I mean, the first, you, you, there's always a first time, isn't there? There's always that first interview. And I just remember thinking, like, oh, I really hope he doesn't think, you know, I'm stupid or I don't know what I'm doing. But it went really well. And now I don't get nervous at all for meetings and things like that. It's just, you know, part of the job like every single day you'll you'll be meeting people so what is your typical day typical this is a good question <laughs> what is a typical day so much of so i do the coaching and i do the matchmaking so i see them as like slightly separate because i have my coaching business and i work as, as freelance as a matchmaker so with the matchmaking a typical day will involve me reaching out and looking for and cold emailing people to be potential matches for my date. So I'm trying to build our database. So that involves me approaching them. It involves me signing, sorting out contracts and profiles, like profile writing, interviewing people. That's kind of like the crux of what I do with the matchmaking. As for the coaching, I'll always be doing a bit of coaching in the day as well. So I might have a couple of coaching clients. I might have somebody coming in who wants to do a consultation and then I'll be like preparing for, you know, their, like their package of what we're going to do, what we're going to work on and offering that as a proposal for them on call. So it's like sales as well. So what, which are the biggest challenges that people are facing um, um, nowadays to find the love, especially, uh, I guess, in the last year where the pandemic has created an enhanced feeling of isolation for everyone? I think the biggest challenge in general is, for a lot of people, is finding the right type of people and where do you meet people, which has only been exacerbated by the fact that we can't really go out in the same way or, or at all, depending on where you are in the world. So that is a huge issue for people, but it's also a little bit like too much choice and not knowing how to be on the apps, how to use the apps to your advantage is a struggle for people as well. Mm -hmm. Um, so if I'm, if I would come on your website, I'm a potential client of yours and, uh, I see you offering different packages. Um, let's assume I subscribe for, I think is an eight session package. And, um, so how would we start to work together? So what would usually happen is we have a little interview where I find out as much about you as I can. You'll fill out a questionnaire. 
and then I'll go away and create a proposed plan of what we might discuss on sessions. But it's just a proposal and it can be quite flexible. So usually I will start in the past with somebody. We'll talk about the past relationships, why they think they're single, what they're trying to achieve. And then we'll move forward. We'll be looking at uh, their online dating profiles. We might look at things like the way that they form attachments and how that's been going for them how to vet people it really depends on the client but it's always like tailored to the individual but based on research and science I don't try to just give opinions of my own even though I occasionally do slip them in because it's really difficult to be an impartial person when it comes to this sort of thing isn't it so what is that you find most rewarding in your job What I find most rewarding when people go on dates and then end up getting married. <laughs> like maybe not immediately, of course, but you know, the it's the when people go on dates and it goes well, or when someone has that moment where they're like, oh my goodness, like I've been doing this thing wrong and I just have to just tweak and change this, and it like opens up a different perspective for them. That's very, very rewarding. Like I literally love it when when it goes well, and it doesn't always go well because it's love. It's not so easy, but yeah, that's the thing. But you, you're using a specific technique. Uh, I had the question ready, but I told you that today I have issues with my laptop. And actually, my files is completely corrupted now. I cannot see it. Um, but let's see how I can put this down. Um, so uh, you studied, you have a certification with the um, Institute uh, uh, of New York. I don't remember how it's called because <laughs> everything has disappeared from my file. But um, so you're using a specific method uh, to help people uh, find love. Yes and no. So the course that I did was with the Matchmaking Institute and it's based on research that was conducted in America over a period of 34 years. It's all about like how do people get into marriages, what made those marriages work and what made those marriages fail. And from that, a lady called Dr. Terry Orbuck designed her course to help coaches help singles. So that's what a lot of my work is based on. However, I also have throw in different things as well. And I'm constantly looking for other sources. So it's not like a specific, we've got to stick to this particular very regimented and rigid plan. It's not like that. It's tailored to that particular person. And I, I do things like talk about attachment theory and attachment styles, which weren't covered on my course, but are very much like a, a mainstay in psychology. It's not something that I've just looked from the sky, if that makes sense. Mm. So I was looking at your website and something else I found really interesting is that you say you are a matchmaker um, mm. and you're explaining, or oh, maybe this is on your own LinkedIn profile, you're explaining the reason why you may look at someone's profile on LinkedIn, uh, including that maybe you are looking for a specific match for, for one of your clients, is that correct? Yeah, I will look, we, we have a little browse at people <laughs> we're looking for. Matchmakers are basically like professional stalkers and we're like looking for the right type of like person for that client. So it does vary what we're looking for, 
but we are usually looking for well we're always looking for professionals who are based in London for matchmaking for coaching it's anyone in the world can have coaching because you know the location doesn't matter for matchmaking it's always Londoners professionals are you single oh I can't answer this question (laughs) (laughs) I can answer to you in private okay okay sorry for asking I'm always looking I don't, I don't I, talk about my time at life. <laughs> okay, well, if you ever become single, speak to me. I might know somebody. That I, I have lots of you. I have lots of friends uh, that I can recommend. <laughs> that would be good. They're all great. <laughs> so, why do you think your friends are single? What's the main What's the main problem that your friends have with? being single perhaps you know as much as me I think the main problem nowadays is that uh it's difficult for people to to find each other it's difficult for for compatible people to find each other um you know I know great people with great personalities you know looks then is objective but you know they are good looking as well but um I guess the, the real challenge is, is to, to find the, uh, the right person at the right time in the right place. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was difficult before. And now with uh, all the actual restriction is even more difficult. And on the other side, I do believe that um, uh, online dating has brought uh, uh, an enhanced objectivation of relationships. Um, and uh, I mean, yeah, I don't want to go <laughs> too much into details. What is my opinion? But um, I guess many people are looking more for distraction than maybe uh, love or, or proper relationships. And there is an imbalance of what some people are looking for versus what is on the market, let's say. Um, so yeah, um, but so once you find a match, a potential match for someone, what would be the next step? Because are you going like to call the to call the call <laughs> to approach someone and uh, offer a match? <laughs> so so we have to so we have a process. So if we see if we see someone online and we think oh they look interesting, we might we will send them like a PDF which explains why we're approaching them and what we're approaching them about and then they might sign up for like a a free membership where they're not a client but they might get matched from time to time so that's how it would work from what I do from my perspective I then have to meet them in person or over zoom as it is now I have to ID check them get proof of address make sure that they are the person that they say they are to the best of my ability and then, of course, they, they've gone through like interview process. I will have written a profile for them. Everyone has to sign confidentiality. And essentially, then what happens is we we will send people profiles as and when a match happens. So and get a yes or a no from both sides. And then the goal is that those two people will meet and not get into lots of conversation prior to a date. So it's not about texting back and forth because 
kind of what happens on app sometimes. You end up chatting to lots of people, not actually getting to go on a date. So our aim is to cut all of that out, to make sure that someone knows ahead of time that this person is looking for a relationship because they've had to jump through all of our hoops. And, once, and then they will hopefully, they will go on a date together and fall in love. <laughs> Just like that. So uh, going back to the beginning, what I actually mentioned, I was listening to your video where you're telling the stories, how did you leave your job as an actress to become a, a matchmaker and dating coach? Um, you mentioned that um, when, when we have the most difficult times in our life, uh, you, realize, you realize when was one of the, your most difficult time in your life when you lost your mom, that um, the most important things is the people that uh, we have around us. And it is why um, you, you found that uh, being a dating coach or helping people to find love is something that is meaningful to you. Um, so I, I, found that, I found that really, really touching and really interesting uh, because uh, usually when people think about a dating coach, online dating, it's a little bit of a joke and no one really takes it too seriously. Uh, maybe yeah. everyone probably feels very embarrassed by it. Um, but that's definitely um, the truth that we all need uh, to be surrounded by people um, that, uh, that love us and we need to love other people. Um, do you have anything to say about this? Um, well, I agree with myself. <laughs> yeah, of course. <laughs> what you said. <laughs> so, yeah, like for me, I, my mum dying just showed to me how important my relationship actually is. And I think that I, I would never be like, oh, yes, I'm so glad that happened because it was just an awful experience. But it showed to me how awesome my boyfriend is and how solid our relationship is. And sometimes you need those tests in your relationship and in your life to realize what is important. Human beings need love. Now, whether that's romantic love, it doesn't really matter. We need love of some kind. It's one of our primary needs after like food, shelter, water, like all those basic things, it's then love. And the way that we love has such a huge impact on our health, on everything in our lives. Like if you're dating somebody, they will either usually drag you down or boost you up. And a lot of the time, I think that people focus on external qualities and numbers like the height of a person, when actually they should be focusing on, will this person, this is so morbid, hold my mum's hand as she dies? You know, that's a person, that's a person that you should be looking for. I mean, you can't, you can't tell that when you're on an app. So of course you're gonna go for, oh, well, well, I want someone really sexy, why not? You know, And then we turn it into like a shopping thing. And yes. it's just, there's just so much yes. more to it than that. And we do know this, but we forget this a little bit, I think when we get on an app, especially apps where it's really like Tinder where you just swipe and it's designed to look like a game. And it is quite, it can be quite fun to swipe through people. But in the long term, Having someone there for you through the bad times will really enhance your life. And the good times too. Who wants to have like 
great career success and then no one to share it with like personally I don't and I, I it's okay to be single I'm fine with people being single but for me a healthy relationship is a, it would be the goal healthy yeah. relationship yeah that's great and I think everyone we all need to share happy times as well as sad times um with the people yeah. who love the most um, so if anyone is out there looking for love and they want to get in touch with you, uh, where they can find you? They can find me on my website or they can find me on social media. So my website's www.abbyblaze.com. Good luck spelling it. <laughs> or you can find me on social media <laughs> at abbyblaze. I'm also on Clubhouse, actually. Are you, are you on Clubhouse yet? It's, a new, it's the new thing for everyone to go on. I've heard of it uh, and uh, I still haven't uh, looked into it, but I will soon. <laughs> yeah, well, follow me on there and eventually I'm going to start a room on there, I think, because I think that love and dating is a good topic to discuss and people enjoy it. So why yeah, not? Yeah, definitely. I had actually a few friends. Uh, I mentioned that uh, I was going to interview today and, you know, I think they're all very interested to listen what you had to say. <laughs> Um, so if you would give yourself uh, a, a younger self an advice, what would that be? Ooh, younger self advice. Oh, I know. Don't place too much weight on the opinions that other people have about what you should be doing. So take on board what people say, but listen to yourself because along the way, I've been right quite a few times and not listened to myself because I've been doubting my own intuition. So don't doubt when you know you're on for a good thing. Well, thank you very much uh, for coming and to the Career Changes, sharing your experience, your career change story and your inspirational tips uh, about dating and love life. And uh, hopefully uh, many of our listeners will be in touch with you and they will find love. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Bye. Thank you. Bye.